like to welcome everyone to this brand new episode of Talent Talks. Today, I'm joined alongside Paul Varies, president of Varies Executive Search, a firm that it takes time, dedication, research, and creativity into each and every one of its searches since 1985. Today, Paul and I are going to delve into what makes a great recruiter. So, Paul, what traits, characteristics, or skills sets apart an average recruiter from the great ones? It's, it's, it's funny that you sort of uh, ask that question, but I, I think the traits that you know I always look for is, is that, um, or characteristics, I guess, is that there are some people in this in this world that don't accept failure very well, and I think in this business you have to be able to accept that mm-hmm. because you go as you go through, and I think it's not just in this business. I think as a any entrepreneur. You, you go through a lot of setbacks in your life and, uh, and you've got to be able to overcome that and handle it, you know. Um, I, I, I think one of the things I look at when, you know, interviewing people for, you know, when I've hired in the past is um, the, the person, you know, you have to look in their background and make sure they, they do take action because I tell you, 90% of people say they do it, but they never do it. You know, they, I'm going to do this tomorrow, but it never happens. And uh, so I was, you know, I always look for people that uh, that uh, set a goal, objective, and, and at least try to to achieve it. You know, trying to achieve it is better than doing nothing. You know. Yeah, you know that's a great point, Paul. And uh, you know, you just gotta keep being progressively moving, keep trying to adapt and to change new things. And you know, if you say you're going to do something you know, follow through with it to the best of your abilities and, uh, you know, don't look back if something fails, you know, you got to keep trying. You know, other other traits I think that you have to look at is, you know, honesty and integrity and and being, you know, ethical is is essential because I I think this this industry, you know, it's had a bad uh, image, I guess, in some respects to, to a certain bunch of people. I mean, obviously communication skills come into it, right? I mean, you have to be a good listener, you have to be, you know, open-minded um, and not afraid, I think, to ask tough questions because uh, in this business, you have to ask tough questions, whether, you know, for from a client and uh, and a candidate. One of the things I, I think is, 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 is paramount, and it's, um, I don't want to use the word time management because everybody gets the same amount of time. You know, we all get 24 hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. But it's what people do it's what people do in that day that counts. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, somebody that that manages the time well, uh, because in this business you can uh, you can spin your wheels a lot, right? So, I mean, it's a bit different as an entrepreneur, and it's a bit different if you're working for one of the big five, you know, or six uh, uh, search, global search firms, because you know, marketing in in those industries really doesn't really come into it because of their name. They get a lot of, you know, like Corn Ferry, Egon mm-hmm. Center. They get a lot of business that gets phoned in. Whereas a smaller boutique firms like ourselves, you know, we're constantly, uh, you know, building business and networking. So um, managing your time well, I think, is, is essential. Yeah, and that's definitely a good point, Paul, because uh, you, as a smaller firm, you want to be able to leverage your time properly. You want to be able to get as many searches done as possible, but you also want to be able to network yourself and build those connections that the bigger firms really don't have the the challenge of doing because they have the capacity, they have the manpower, and they have the global capabilities that the small firms just don't have. 
So being able to leverage his time properly is very crucial for a good recruiter. Now, Paul, going on to our next question, what can recruiters improve upon to be more effective? I'm a great believer of not following the pack, as it were, if you know what that means. You know, mm-hmm. like I think uh, all the, out of the 32 years I've been in business, I think the first 20 I followed the pack, and and what I mean by that is that you you know you you network with other recruiters. You know, I used to go to the ASA meetings in New York, and and thought what everybody was doing was the right thing to do. But I tell you, I, 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 if they go left, I, I go right now. It's mm-hmm. just uh, you want to you want to be different. You want to stand out, and it doesn't mean that you're doing things better, or, or it's just that to follow the pack. Sometimes you. You know that's what I'm saying. Get out of your comfort zone. You know if you if you see everybody doing one thing, you know is it the right thing to do for you? And mm-hmm. I think that's the key. Yes, definitely. You know that's a good point, Paul. But I think planning. You know, most recruiters I don't think plan that well. And I think uh, you know if you can't plan it, you can't measure it, right? And, and we everything we do, we try to measure on results because uh, um, you know it, 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 it's hard work. But you know if you if you do something, you know, four or five times, and it and it doesn't work, then you don't do it anymore, mm-hmm. you know. But not, but 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 to try it once or twice, and it doesn't work, then it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. You've got to. I mean, you could try something in January and February, but it could work much better in in uh, June or July, you know, that type of thing. One of the things I think a lot of recruiters don't do that I've seen that work for me is that, you know, there are many ways to. Uh, a network and and one of the key things that we've done is really follow up with references like when you've got a if you're placing a, a fairly senior cfo some of those references will be present ceos um board members and and uh keeping in touch with those people i think is paramount because uh you know if they if they're giving a a, a very good reference on a on a uh, an outstanding cfo then they recognize you as somebody that's identified that person. So, you know, I, I think those individuals can be new candidates and they can be new clients, you know. Yes, definitely. You know, that's a good point, Paul. One thing I've always preached with anybody that's worked for me is that uh, a, a candidates refer A candidates. You know, B candidates tend to refer B candidates. <laughs> you know, and that's a very, very true statement. I mean, you get somebody that's good and has, has proven um if they're going to refer you to somebody, that's your, that's your bottom dollar that they're going to refer you. I mean, there's no guarantee, but they, the people that they refer you to are usually uh, very, very good. I think that's about it from my perspective. What, uh, yeah, no, that was really I just good. sort of racked my brain and sort of <laughs> going through my own training. and, and uh, but, but, it, but the business is definitely different today than what it was um, really a year or two ago and, 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 and definitely in the last decade. I mean, it's... it's it's changing. I mean, uh, you know, when I first started in business, I budgeted, I think, 2000 a month for telephone bills. You know, I think <laughs> I budget like 350 now. <laughs> so it's just totally different, right? You know, it's, uh, um, but one of the things you talked about was like LinkedIn and, and all the social media that you are there, you know, mm-hmm. are there a hindrance or, a, or an asset? And, uh, you know, I think they're both, to be honest with you. You know, it's, uh, I think it's certainly easier to do things today than what it was. 10 or 20 years ago, but uh, um, you just got to be on the ball. You know, you got to be ahead of the game, and I think uh, it's it's really difficult to be ahead of the game because the game changes daily, right? Well, Paul, 
we really appreciate you taking the time to give us your great insights on you know what makes a great recruiter and what are some spots where recruiters can improve on to become better business professionals. Well, thanks, Andrew. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Alongside Paul Varies of Varies Executive Search, I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Talent Talks.